Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How He Sees It, episode 62. We're doing Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, wait, my first wait, question wait, is... wait, rewind. Okay, okay. What, what's the title of the movie? Because that bugs I'm, me. <laughs> it says Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so in 1981 when it was released, it was not it was called. Just, it was just Raiders was of the Lost just, Ark. Okay, that's what I was just going to ask you. Okay. Yeah, seriously, I, that was my question until you interrupted, but that's okay. Yeah, I did interrupt because it, it, it's one of those things that bugs me, and it's not. I, I was just poking poking fun at you, but but uh, but <laughs> it, they do that for movies, and I think I've talked about this in the past in podcasts where where they'll go back and retroactively name yeah. something because uh, somewhere in the series are they owned by sense. Disney now? Are they owned by Disney now? No. Uh, because, because well, I mean, it, it's not maybe. on. It's not on Disney Plus. I okay. had to go to so CBS All Access to find it. Because I remember uh, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas when it first came out was Nightmare Before Christmas, and then it came out and they added um, Tim Burton's Nightmare Tim Before Burton's Christmas. Night Before Christmas, and yeah, to, to kind of get that draw, and and that's what I was wondering because I when I was going back and forth between this in my head, and yeah, it it now oh it says here in small print, uh, uh, original title was just Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I was thinking because I'm looking at the poster and stuff like that. Well, and, I, and I'm curious I because think about I I only watched rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've seen the all the movies many many times. It's a it's although actually Kicking of the Crystal Skull, I think I only saw once in the theater. Um, that but, one, the, uh, the Shiloh the Buff one, yeah. But think back, think back on the movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe, is the only one that has scenes without Indiana Jones, where they actually follow Belloc, and they, you know, they have scenes uh, that are that are without Indiana Jones. And I'm trying to think of Temple of Doom and Last Crusade if they have scenes where the character Indiana Jones isn't a part of him. Just something. Well, I mean, but the, the, he's still the main crux of it. But I mean, they. Follow I know, but, other characters. but well, I'm just saying the title Raiders of the Lost Ark. That that's. Talking oh, Raiders, I, I, yeah. Raiders plural, so plural. It, it makes sense that they're that they're following more than just him, even though he is the. That would is, actually have been cool if they kind of did like a you know like a rat race uh, type movie where they had multiple teams and where they weren't all bad guys, you know maybe maybe there was you know multiple true. people that would that would be kind of cool that would be a an interesting movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we do, we jumped right in. We didn't even get get into what's going on. We didn't sorry, even introduce sorry. ourselves. All right. But that's okay. Uh, I'm Noah. I'm one of the hosts here, and with me always is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. How's it going? It's going great. Yep. Uh, it is. It's it's kind of been a, a good week for the most part. Why is uh, that? What about you? Uh well, well, it kind of started. At, I guess uh, week wise, if we go podcast to podcast, uh, it started off with uh, last Friday. Uh, I finally went and got my uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle tattoo started. Oh, and that's right. So, we talked a little about that on Wednesday last. Yeah. But, uh, uh, how'd it go? What'd bugging. you choose? Oh, my God. So I, <laughs> I, I have this uh, single turtle picture that I found years ago that I've always loved. It's just this real gritty, hardcore buff turtle that's uh, just – it just – it's one of those ones that it just – everything about it I love, except for the fact that it was Donatello and I would have rather had Leo. Um, but I've kept this 
picture on like every one of my phones. I've, I've kept it for a long time. And so I finally ended up going with that, uh, just a single turtle and I'm covering my, my, almost my whole left shoulder. So it's a, it's a big, big guy. So it's going to have a lot of detail. Um, guy I went to high school with, uh, Chris Aguilera. He, uh, owns fat cat tattoo, uh, in Sacramento. Apparently there's other locations, uh, even one in Ireland, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but, uh, I don't know if it's a fat cat tattoo, but he, uh, he did it for me and, and, uh, I got to go back for color. So it, it's just the black and white. Um, but it, yeah, I was super stoked about it. I probably the most stoked I've been about any of the tattoos I have just, Oh, that's great. I, I mean, I've been for, if, for as long as I can remember, I've been wanting at least since I've had kids. So 20 years plus yeah. I've been wanting a turtle tattoo and finally everything kind of came together you know basically i've been saying hey i want to do this i want to do this now the bluey text me he's like friday 2 30. okay <laughs> uh luckily it was my friday off i drove to sac spent the day there um got it done then drove home the next day or that, that night that's great so I, had to, I had to teach in the morning <laughs> teach martial arts so uh but yeah i'm totally excited about it can't wait for it to to be able to go back and and do the the color and just get it finished off so Super Unfortunately, there's no that. contact at martial arts right now, so you don't have to worry about. Yeah, no. In well, the, and I, in the arm. <laughs> and I've been teaching, so literally, I'm out front. You know, and I'm not having to. Although I've had to do some moves, and it's, it, it's actually there's almost no pain. Um, it just super, super good so far. Everything's everything's looking great with it and going good. Good. That's great. Super happy about that. And then just the normal stuff, you know, work, uh, rain, you know, which is nice. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Cool. What about you? I finished the uh, kegerator, the little uh, refrigerator. I finished oh, building nice. that and gotten all the parts. Although I don't have any beer in the kegs right now to, <laughs> to actually. Uh, I've got two uh, two that are fermenting, or well, one one that's uh, lagering that that'll still be another month, and uh, another one that, oh, it's uh, that long, just huh? well, yeah, the lager. It, it probably even longer than that if I really want to. It's fine though. But the, and then I've also got the. Uh, uh, the, the triple IPA that actually is only turning out to be more of a double IPA. I, I used a little too much sparge water, and so it, it didn't quite oh. hit the. It, it was it was a it was a recipe, and you know I'm doing the uh, recirculating. Um, the when I when I have the mash, I recirculate it with the uh, with the sparge water going into the mash mm -hmm. tun, and it continues to recirculate. Well, the, and rather than doing the kind of the the three tiered where where you start with it sitting in the mash tun and then and then you get your 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 sparge water and you slowly kind of run it through and then you collect yeah, kind all, of cleanse all the, it. Kind all the of work there the since yeah. i'm recirculating those numbers become really important and i wasn't thinking about this when i was reading when i had the i had the recipe and it, oh. it, it basically it said you know five and a half gallons of of water for your mash tun and then it said boil five gallons for your sparge and I just thought, oh, five gallons, and I did that as the recirculation. So that's nine and a half gallons. It's a lot, but that was that wasn't what they meant. I think they just meant have five gallons ready to go. Ready to go. Since yeah. I'm doing recirculating, it really, I, yeah, I, you can't delete water once you have it running through there. It's not like sparge right. where you only run through and you collect everything until you get your your right. six or seven <clears throat> gallons or so whatever. So diluted it down. Yeah. So when I did the calculation on what sparge water I should have had, it was it was supposed to be less than four gallons. So I ended up wasting one one gallon of you know water that had already kind of yeah. soaked into the mash. That'll probably so, take a, at least a full AB, you know point for ABV. I was down two uh, uh, 
rather than it was supposed to be 10 oh, man. or maybe it was like nine yeah i'm not, well it was it was like it was like 10 10 or something I'm, am, I, am i saying that right well uh but i ended up being just like a like a 10 8 okay 10 08 I, i'm i'm saying this wrong, <laughs> saying this wrong. um yeah, 1.08 you want, like 1.8 yeah is that yeah. it 1080 yeah so yeah. i am saying okay but 1080 right i was supposed to be 10 uh or like 1.1 is that right <laughs> yeah so you, you yeah that's a pretty significant yeah my last one didn't come up as high as i want and, and it was because i had a little bit extra sparge water in there probably about a gallon more than i needed but, but that uh, that i've got to dry hop here in the next couple of days and that'll still be another three weeks because well because it was so had so much alcohol to convert, but I might, I could probably get away with it being less time since I don't have as much alcohol now. So, oh yeah, you know, maybe that's, I wonder if that's why I only did mine for two weeks. I probably could have went a little longer on mine. Um, this is supposed to, this has two uh, dry hop editions. One, they're supposed to be a week apart. So, okay. Sounds good though. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not a dumper. So either way, and, and you know, even if it's a, a nine instead of a 10, that just means you can have an extra couple ounces without being fully tanked. Right. <laughs> which is not a bad idea. Uh, cool. The uh, Pilsner is what of... I'm looking forward to more though. That, that seems oh, to be really? going pretty well. And that's the lager that I've got. That's in the, that's down. It's, it's at like 38 degrees right now, sitting there. It'll be like, it'll it ferment it that low. huh? No, it's already that's... fermented. You, I fermented oh, okay. it about 50 degrees, but then I, I uh, took it out of the, the ferment. You put it in a, in a, a second, uh, like a five yeah, gallon. Yeah. And uh, then you drop the temperature down and let it lager for, you know, four to six weeks. It oh, just okay. takes a while. Um, but yeah. at those low, close to freezing temperatures. So nice. Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting to see how it comes out. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, kegging too, I, uh, I uh, figured out how to bottle off of my keg. So that was kind of fun. Nice. Uh, so that that that'll help with the sharing. So that's good. Yeah, Jeremy brought over that little tool, and so I've tried yeah, to mimic I basically something like that the same, too. I yeah, built the same thing. Good. It, it works out really. It it's so easy and it's fine. Um, it it works great. So, yeah, I don't know why people would buy these ex high expensive ones. You know, you know, pinky out. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, high ABVs and all that, what what are you drinking tonight? All right, I got to talk about this. So, <laughs> um, I decided just to kind of do some investigation. You know, I rewatched the movie and looked for scenes where there was alcohol being shown. Uh -huh. And I, I got stuck on one scene, uh, in, um, it's when they're, it's when Marion and Belloc are drinking in Cairo in the, yeah. you know, in the, in the excavation and, site. And his, his, uh, family, uh, family label. Yes. So I did a lot of research on this to find out. And, you know, there's, there's Google, you could Google it and try to find, you know, posts where people have tried to decipher what this is. And I found out what it was. I couldn't exactly get, get what it, what it is. It's a, it's, it's a, um, <laughs> well, it's funny. It's, it's Arabic, the, the, the label, um, okay. it's Arabic. And I did find out what the actual translation was. It's a, it's a, it's a Buka Bakopsa. Uh, and it's it actually translates to Buka Bakopsa dash the family label. So when he says it's my family label, he's actually referring to the type of booze. <laughs> and I don't know if that was just uh, you know an inside uh, joke or what. That's but funny. That itself is a um, it's a fig brandy from Tunisia. Okay, yeah. That's what that is. And 
um, he's French. They, it, it, they, they call it also an eau de vie. Eau de vie is a, a French uh, word for spirits. It also it literally means water of life, and okay. um, which is a clear, colorless fruit brandy. And nice. so I had to hunt. That's what I that's what I hunted for was a eau de vie, a fruit brandy. I couldn't find a fig one, but I did find a apricot eau de vie. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so it okay. is a so it is a a uh, clear brandy. I have never tasted this before. I, you know, I, I've tasted brandy before, but never clear brandy. And this is an apricot one. So I didn't get the figs. I, maybe I should have had a, a you know bought a fig to go with it. But that, I I just got excited that, with the research finding finding <laughs> no, out that's kind, of, cool. kind of what it was all about. And um, you know, it's not yeah, a we're gonna get it's not taste. a wine, but but a brandy is you know it's a distilled you know it's distilled from wine. But yeah, so right, all right. <laughs> so I, let, let, yeah. let Let's hear. Let's hear your uh, take on this. Uh, what do you think? Definitely got the apricot in there. That's it's it's actually nice. It's like a it's like a it's like a brandy, but it's got that fruit fruit forward nose. That's uh, it goes down pretty easy, and and I can see how you can definitely get drunk off of this, cool. <laughs> like they did, or at least Belloc did. At least they pretended to be. Yeah, I, I was reading some of that too, and and the the thought was is that they were both kind of hamming it up a little bit uh you know like he was kind of pretending he was a little more drunk than he is right kind of flirting with her and she well and she's taking she advantage of the fact that she knows how to how to yeah you know down you know how to handle and her she's liquor. a drinker yeah yeah and you know what i i got a copy of the script the fifth final draft supposedly and they don't expand on that scene it basically it's when she sits down they mention he's drinking a brandy they don't say anything about it and then <laughs> you know when she sits down um, and covers the knife. That's when uh, the other Nazi enters with the, you know, and, and they don't go through the whole drunken scene there. So, okay. Or, so, I'll yeah, I, I heard some of that was ad libbed. Uh, yeah. The story of why she was wearing the dress and a couple things like that. So I thought that th that they had them sit down and figure that out, which I thought mm -hmm. was kind of cool. Um, cool. All right, what are you so, drinking? Uh, I kind of went the same way uh, with her, uh, Marion's uh, ability to drink, and we <laughs> open up with her in a shot contest. Right. And so they're doing um, shots of whiskey is what no one knows for sure because there's no bottle on the table, but um, there is a Jack Daniels bottle on the on the bar, and they're on their eleventh and twelfth shot in in that scene if you count the the upside down bottles. So I was gonna <laughs> do twelve shots. And then I started thinking, no, that's kind of ridiculous because I'm not even one to do. I, I hate shots to begin with. I mean, it's, I don't hate them, but they're just not my favorite. But I did. I went and bought a bottle of Jack Daniels. Nice. And I'm going to do a shot uh, because they were doing shots and I can't get outdone by her. Although she would drink me under the table probably halfway through that whole thing for sure. Um, so I did that. And then uh, followed up by that, I'm just going to do a, a rum and coke. But I went with that. Um, because they 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 show there's two whiskeys that they show prominently in that bar scene and it's the Jack Daniels it's the one that gets broken on the bar that they light on fire that chases sure. chases him down the bar um, and then when he asks for a whiskey at that point she hands him a Johnny Walker Black and I looked at the two of those and I was like oh okay those are the two I can go look at and the Johnny Walker Black would probably be the better whiskey but it's also about $20 more a bottle right <laughs> and i'm like i'm not going to drink this much more for this in this this episode yeah I, I mean i'll have them later i i, I jackson coke used to be a drink i'd have occasionally so so that's it so i'm going to 
do my shot now. If you if you hear gruntle sounds, that's just me putting it down. So <laughs> I think uh, at the scene in uh, Cairo when he's getting drunk after he thinks Marion has has died in that in that, in that oh, truck right, explosion, yeah. he's drinking uh, Jack Daniels there as well. According yeah. to, to to what I've read online, um, people yeah, that that, kind of scope out the label as best they can. And and the other one I saw was is uh, they commented that. Um, when the the barrel gets shot on the um, counter, and she drinks some of it as it's flown out, that was yeah. supposed to be a rum. Someone, you know, put some investigation into it, and it would have been a rum, which I thought was kind of cool. I almost went with that. The other thing I started to think about was, okay, Indiana probably was a beer drinker. I, I, you know, when you get done on a hot excavation, you want to come up to a bar, and you, you don't want to order a water in a bar, right? And that's usually where he's probably going. So he's going to order a beer, and I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what beers were around then? And so, you know, we uh, looking into this, 1933 was the end of Prohibition, so that's when beer was starting to kick it up a little bit. Um, and then in 1935, the year before this movie, uh, Pap's export was uh, started to be canned. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, so that's probably, you know, that's, that's one of the first canned beers out there, which is probably easier to transport. And so that would start to find its way out into places where he may get a chance to get those. So I had a feeling he was probably a Pabst beer drinker, which is just a light ale. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to see if I, what I can find. And I came up with uh, one as a backup for me uh, here is one that I had brewed myself, which was a, a honey blonde ale, which is kind of a nice lighter uh, one. And it's one uh, I named it uh, Who's Your Honey Ale. <laughs> nice. So I have that as a as a backup for it. But yeah, I I did my shot. I'm not doing twelve. No way. No how. <laughs> you know. You know. When I, I read the I read the first uh, a little bit of the script. You know, I, I told you I downloaded it and I was reading some of it. And the opening scene where it follows Indiana Jones through that uh, when they're hunting down the the idol. The, um, oh, the first golden yeah. idol. Yeah. He's walking around. He's taking shots out of a flask. <laughs> you know, oh, that's how they introduce it. Does he pulls out a flask, takes a shot right he, before he, you know, trades the idol? They say he pulls out his flask, takes a shot before he does the sand, you know, to try to try to balance the the idol. I read something about that that originally the character was supposed to be kind of more of an alcoholic. <laughs> Um, and they, they took they took that out um yeah he's supposed to be drinking in a lot more scenes and and i think in the in the end product they kind of took that out a little bit and brought it back which i think was good i don't think that's not a character i see as an alcoholic you you that's not i mean drinking a lot but not an alcoholic you know that's you got to have your wits about you you got to travel you got to be able to hike and and move and stuff like that and alcoholics yeah. aren't known for that well, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about Indiana Jones. We've been with this character for, you know, almost 40 years. I think it's, <laughs> it's 2021. It came out in, in 1981. So so when we get to the, I don't know, it was probably yeah, released 40. in May or something like that, uh, 40 years. So it's hard to, <coughs> you, you, you read stuff like that and it's hard to really visualize you know, an Indiana Jones that was, you know, knocking back shots from a flask or, you know, something. <laughs> but, but you know, and, or, or anyone besides Harrison Ford, you know, Tom Selleck or, or, you know, if they right, with, yeah. with their, with their original choice. Um, yeah. I don't I, know if it would come out as good with Tom Selleck. I mean, it's hard to, you no, never well, you really know, say unless they film it and you got actually watch it, but yeah, he's so iconic as the, as the character. It's it sounds to... like, it sounds like uh, Lucas was resistant to Harrison Ford taking the role because, because he had done it on solo and he didn't want to be associated with a, uh, 
kind of he's I think the example was Martin Scorsese being associated with Robert De Niro. Um, oh right. He didn't want to. He didn't want to have his De Niro, I guess. <laughs> so I think we're all fortunate that uh, that Tom Selleck couldn't get out of his Magnum PI sure, schedule, right? Which apparently didn't even film until they were shooting the last scene. Yeah. <laughs> which, okay. which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean, this is such an icon- iconic movie. Um, one of the things I, I I realized when we were rewatching this because I hadn't watched it, oh, God, at least twenty years. Really. Uh, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so much else to watch that it's just been that long. But as it's, soon as it's I'm watching, true, and when you say that, it, it is a 40 year old movie, so that you know that that does make sense. You know, <laughs> yeah. Watching it, um, I was uh, the first thing I noticed was the the sound, the the music, and the score is so iconic. Like as soon as they play the theme song, you're like, "Holy crap!" Here we yeah. go. It's like I I I was trying to think of what has more of an iconic theme song than indiana jones and I, I seriously couldn't really think of one i don't even think star wars well i i think that was okay because okay. you know star wars has the it, it has that songs but it's played throughout different things and well john williams is, was really good about creating those kind of iconic themes you know he did mm-hmm. it with jaws um right. and and star wars and uh then indiana jones and et you know so so he has that kind of flair for creating right. themes I think these days you might see it with um, what's the what's in, Inception? That's Christopher Nolan, and who's that? Um, that well, yeah, but I mean, but if that song, if you just heard that a little bit in the background, would you know that was a, a, what, an Inception? What, you know why? You know would what you they hear do? That, they da, steal da, da, da. it. No, I know, but you're they, going. Oh, Indy. They sometimes steal themes for uh, trailers now, and so you'll 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 watch a trailer, and they'll use music from a from a from a movie like Inception, right. and and it t- you know, so you it loses its association with the movie that actually created it. But no, I agree. I mean, there is something so um, that that pairs that music with that with that iconic hero uh, that is is something that's hard to it's hard to create now nowadays yeah well that's i mean i hear i heard that 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 dun, da, 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 like six or seven different times throughout the movie like almost at the beginning of the action and it's that same one where in uh, you know in every one of them it, it gets it all you're like all of a sudden you, you kind of raise up in your seat a little bit you're like oh okay where you know right. i know star wars had same kind of thing and has some very very prominent music but they use different ones, so it's not as it, it didn't seem to be as as it didn't hit as much, so it didn't get as ingrained as much. Well, me. but then they also have like the the you know the emperor's mar- or the the march. Yeah, the, the, the dun, yeah. dun 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 dun. Yeah, I mean you hear so, that one. Yeah, you think of Darth Vader, you yeah. know, and, and uh, I. You know, it's funny as I hear that, I don't necessarily think of Vader. I just think of Star Wars in general. Well, you know, that didn't even happen in Star Wars. That happened in Empire Strikes Back. Right. The fact that he was able to create another theme that is almost as iconic as the original. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that was one of the things that struck me. I was like, they have the music's good in this one, or the score, I should say. Yeah. I'll use the professional terms. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I, I like this. And, and that opening scene is is iconic, too. I mean, who who hasn't ever, uh, you know, done the, the switch out of the idol with the bag of sand kind of, you know, you're doing so I, you, you know, I, I think it's a, it's really a, a, a clever thing to, to try to try to match mm-hmm. the weight. But I was reading something online while I was doing a little bit of research for this. And someone was pointing out the fact that, you know, a, an idol that size a, a made of gold, which is what you'd think it is. Yeah. 
if you're trying to eyeball how much that's going to weigh and you've got a little bag of sand, you know, it, it's, it's, well, he, even he, he wasn't very out. good is what they were, what they were suggesting. Well, yeah, and trying to, down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was but in the original attempt. script. He also, you know, knocked back a, a shot of right. whiskey yeah. from his flask. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that wasn't quite integrated into, yeah. into the characters. So, I mean, I mean, there's little parts of it that I knew like, okay, I know this is coming up, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but watching it, uh, I enjoyed the little trip through the cave and the, the the missing of the traps, and then and then the guy coming out on the spikes, and <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. And and I was like thinking, okay, you know, we've watched a couple older movies, and not all of the special effects hold up. And uh, I was watching these, and even the CGI type uh, uh, special effects really held up in this. The only one you say CGI <laughs> type because there weren't any, you know, yeah. they didn't have CGI it, back it was then. Mats. There was a few things where they were like mat mats behind them, went like. Uh, well, there's one that's a digital. Like it's when the car goes off the um, off the cliff. Well, it's and, not digital. Uh, no, I mean that's that's well, what, the old. It's still old practical models and and stop. I don't know if it's. Stopped. Oh, this one looks pop- very digitally. Well, they didn't have digital back then, so. Uh, well, I mean, they had to have some kind of. I mean, it's not all models and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, they're able to. They're able to put. You know, it might have been a toy filmed on something and then replaced into something, but it wasn't. It's not. Well, I know, mean, like the melting of uh, of the face. That was plasticking or clay. Uh, cl- uh, not clay. Uh, wax. Wax poured in stop motion. It still kind of did this time yeah. lapse. Um, and no, but so- if you watch the car go over there, it's a little different. It's not. It's not an actual. It, it's it's the worst one out of all the special effects, and that's what I'm saying is yeah. that was the only one that I was like, okay, that's the only one, and it's a very quick and small one. Well, but and, everything else ho- held up. And Spielberg actually, he I think he even mentioned that that he, they you know they didn't necessarily invest too much in special effects because he he hoped that the characters would engage you enough to where the audience would <laughs> you know not not worry so much about you know special effects not looking their best. But he most of his stuff is practical anyway. Uh, yeah. It's practical and effects. I think that's what really helped this movie a lot was it was mostly practical mm-hmm. uh, special effects. Yeah. Um, you talked about the opening scene being so iconic, and originally, you know, th- this was uh, what what what's the story was in 1977. They were Lucas and Spielberg were on a beach and trying to right. figure out whether or not to do a, a, a sign up for a, a James Bond movie. And I guess Luke, Lucas talked Spielberg out of it by suggesting this this other Indiana Smith what, character that I think he, he, he had come to... up with. He wanted to make a, a Bond movie, but he he was he hadn't been offered one, or or and he's like, hey, well, I got a character that's like him. Let's do. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's interesting because this this movie yeah. has that same sort of opening scene like James Bond it has the whole new, you know, where it establishes its own little own little vignette, you know, this own own separate scene that doesn't necessarily relate to the movie, like in James Bond. And also right. the, the the scene in, uh, you know, when, when Indiana Jones and Marion are down in the, or no, actually Marion isn't there yet. Indiana Jones and Sala are down in the Well of Souls and Bella well, Sala doesn't go down, does he? He doesn't. No. He, he helps them get the Ark out. He, he Sala, they lift the Ark out. Oh, that's right. He Sala, doesn't go down in the, Sala in the first climbs one. up. Sala climbs up, and then they—that's when Belloc shows up because he's spotted him from afar. Drops the rope, 
and mm-hmm. and kind of taunts him from above. And like any James Bond villain, rather than you know killing Indiana Jones, he goes the kind of the short you know the the yeah. method of of let's you know let's let's hope he dies by and you know yeah. by sealing it and walking away like oh, James Bond yeah, villains always always fail in killing James Bond because they're a little bit too cocky and so do you want to talk about that scene because that is one of those ones that if you are not a fan of snakes which I raise my hand right now <laughs> I'm not a fan that is a oh it's a hard scene to watch I I just can't do it apparently it uh Karen Allen who plays Marion was was so terrified by some of the snakes there that she couldn't scream on cue. <laughs> they actually got the production. I'm so got scared sh- I can't scream. <laughs> yeah, they they had to shut down the the production for a few days too because of uh, uh, I don't know requirements. The animal cruelty. Oh yeah. Oh God. Well, I mean, there's so many freaking snakes in there. I mean. Yeah, well, and here's what I heard that animal cruelty, and I agreed with when I read this. I was like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. I mean, they they didn't need that many snakes. They could have got away with less. <laughs> but the crew was like going through there, dropping shit on them, and like they yeah. were dying because all this other. And I was like, fuck, that's. I mean, I don't like snakes, and I still was like, that's messed up. Yeah. Um. The other thing I heard is like they had something like. 40 4,000 snakes and there were 6,000 snakes and then they were like that's not enough I'm like fuck you that's not enough that's way too many that's like about five, you know <laughs> 5,099 you know 999 too many and then what did they use they used a lot of snakes but didn't they have like these hoses serpents or something well yeah I know they, they used hoses and fake fake snakes are just hoses cut to look well so that and that's crawling. I thought that was fair because they do torch yeah. them at one point and so they are like dead charcoal yeah snakes. no no i don't think any of the well i, I don't think any of the real snakes got burned no, but, that's yeah. not what i mean i mean that it's mm-hmm. fair to replace it with a with a with a yeah. hose and you can just say well that one's a dead one that's why it's not moving yeah well and, and they don't stop on them at any time close enough so one of the things i did read about this too is that uh they used the fire to keep the snakes at bay in a lot of places apparently there was one snake though that was attracted to the fire and would <laughs> kept coming towards the guys and it's like did you not read the script, you fucking snake? You're supposed to be afraid of this fire. And uh, and apparently that was, I can't remember if they said, uh, if it was Spielberg that said that, or, but some one of the production people actually said that on on stage. Like, you're supposed to be, did you not read the script? Which I thought I just was funny as like, that's cracks It's up. funny you talk about the lone snake. Um, <laughs> there was there was uh, something I read about the tarantulas at the at the beginning scene. Oh, right. Because right, they had right. the tarantulas not, not moving. Not moving because they were all male. You know, and they, yeah. and they and Spielberg was like, they don't look, they don't look real, they look fake. And so the 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 spider handler added a female yeah. one, and they and went, they went nuts. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like being at a club, and it's just a bunch of dudes, and one girl walks in, and everybody's all, oh, hey, and that's and crazy. yeah, that's uh, Alfred Molina that gets cut. Yeah, he's the he's the one who plays plays yeah. the one that goes into the cave into the cave with uh, Indiana Jones at the beginning. Um, who plays Doc Ock in uh, Spider-Man 2. So okay. He's, yeah. I, um, I know a lot of people, when I was listening to podcasts, like I do, uh, they mentioned his name quite a bit. Like, I, I think that was his very first big movie, movie scene. Role. I think it was, yeah, for yeah. movies. I, it, and, it, and apparently the, sna- the, the, the spider scene, the, when they put the spiders on him, was the abs- his very first scene <laughs> and great. so and he's and he apparently was scared of spiders too so i thought i'm like perfect you know 
I, I have a question about his name, and this is something that I've, you know, there's the line when he gets, because he gets taken out by the stakes that, the, yeah. you know, the kind of like uh, Forrestal gets killed at the, you know, is we find his dead body. Mm-hmm. And then he gets, he ends up walking through the light. And Indiana Jones says, adios, Sapito. He says <laughs> it just like that. But his name in the credits is Satipo. Yeah. And, and, it's, and I also saw in the script I was reading, it's Satipo. So... I just wanted to point that out that that's I, I he said Sapito and I, I didn't find any other reference to that online but I, I think saw that, that not, not that it matters I, unless you read the credits and say well the credits are wrong or 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 Indiana I Jones see. maybe he just he had too much uh, too much whiskey and got his name wrong or something I read something about that and oh, did you okay and they were talking about that and the word that he said has a meaning in another language and I can't remember what it was and it's kind of like idiot or something <laughs> now, that could have been completely fabricated or it could be just like i, I read a bunch of stuff um and i'm mixing it up but yeah, i, I read s- some talk about another language that apparently i guess the, the germans their their german was so bad that in the train in the german translation they had to they had to dub in their words because <laughs> not that we yeah, noticed because i yeah, know exactly <laughs> uh yeah no i thought that was funny but i did read that today i thought that was funny the goofs in this movie like people love to just tear this movie apart as far as like the the mistakes made that's fair and i probably know all of them i've seen it so many times but do you well, think I mean, it i mean goofs okay. more like with like um things that were like the submarine that they they say that it, they have a number on it which would have been a different class boat that had a different oh whole future and then the one that they had wasn't even started to produce until ni- 1945 there's a ton of stuff like that where like yeah they used a lot of the, things they had to use a what was it the dos boot uh yeah <laughs> uh, submarine in order to kind of cut cut back on on budget yeah. they cut a scene you know you were talking about some of this the, the special effect the one going off the cliff was kind of the worst effect Apparently there was a worse effect because uh, Spielberg <laughs> cut it, and it was the scene where he's on the submarine tied to the oh right he tied ties himself with his, to the uh, periscope um, with the so that um, with his whip. whip. Yeah, um, I remember reading that in the book, but I don't rem- I didn't know they actually shot a scene. I guess it looked really I didn't bad. Know, was this was this a book done after the movie? Or, yeah, yeah, it was okay. just yeah they. It was was written. it a was it a book about the story or was it a book about the movie? No, whenever Do you know what I mean. No, they just had someone write a write the okay write, write the, the novel. Story. Uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It was written by you know Lucas Spielberg and Lawrence Kasdan. Kind of got together for five days and just hammered out hammered enough out to to make script. the story, and then Lawrence Kasdan went off and wrote the script. It took him like six gotcha. months. So, um, so, so no, but then, did, yeah, then they send it off to someone else. This also launched a uh, comic book series, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I I'm was, sure. uh, I found out interesting. I was like, no, nah, I mean, that's kind of cool. Like I, I did my own book. comic book of this. I, I probably have oh, it somewhere. Oh yeah. Well, this, this, this movie did more than there. inspire me to make, <laughs> want to make movies. I, it inspired me all over the place. And yeah, I did do a comic book and did I probably have still have it. Did you have a fedora? I had I didn't have a very good one. I had like a like a like probably a little more of a straw hat or something like that. Oh, nice. I did have I had a gun. <laughs> I had a whip. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, yeah. Interesting fact. So I I remember when this movie came out. My dad had uh, a whip that he had made, and uh, we would go out in the backyard and and play with that thing. And it was kind of it was really kind of cool. But he had actually hand made this whip out of leather. 
and stuff like that. And it was, it was, God, it was probably 10, 10 or 11 feet long. And yeah, he could get that sucker snap, but I couldn't, I couldn't really get it. Um, the cool part about that is, is I was, as a reading stuff and looking into it, found out it was a kangaroo leather whip. Nice. And I, I always thought that was, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like it just kind of gives it a little bit of extra, you know, kind of individualism, yeah. you know, you don't hear about kangaroo whips and stuff like that a lot. Ben Burt did the, did the sound design. He also did it for star Wars and has, there's a lot of kind of lore, some stories about where he came up with some of the star Wars sounds, but I was reading about how he came up with some of the sounds for this. You mentioned the whip. That was actually him recording Harrison Ford practicing with the whip. Practicing. So that was all legit. <laughs> but, but some of the other things I found were hilarious. Like the snakes slithering was a mix of, of Ben Burt running his hands through cheese casserole and wet sponges being gra- dragged across grip tape. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> and that was just on Wikipedia. I saw another one about the, the boulder, you know, that rolls after him. Yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was a car tire. His Honda Civic's gravel. tires rolling across gravel. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the, cool. and lifting the arc, the cover of the arc uh, is a toilet cover, you know, that he yeah. just... <laughs> I, I read some of those. You know, it's funny you talk about that because when I was younger, that's actually something that interested me more of, in the movies than like making movies would be to be one of the sound guys, like yeah. to create sound and stuff. Um, I got into that. I I, was, I never really did anything crazy, like made a movie and put sound, but I did <laughs> record stuff. We had one of those old school tape recorders, you know, the flat black ones. Yeah. And so uh, I, I would go find some weird things and, and record them and just listen back to them. Uh, there's probably a tape somewhere in my dad's house still that's like, you know, it, it may not even be labeled or it might be, you know, labeled sound effects. But yeah, I would record all kinds of weird things. I had the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The, you know, when, before this was before you could just, you know, rent it three months later. You know, you had to right. <laughs> or, get a, or stream it. Uh, you know, um, I bought the album uh, on... I don't know the the just a record player. You know, I had a record player, the album which had Star or well, I had Star Wars uh, from before, but this was in fact the Star Wars I had had a narrator, whereas this was Indiana Jones or Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it didn't have a narrator. It was just you could just listen to the movie, and they they kind of um, they edited it a bit so it wasn't all there. But I remember one of the scenes I loved to listen to was was the bar scene because of all the sound of. <laughs> of the gunfire and stuff and how incredible that was all put together. But there was, okay. I remember there was a, it had a skip in it. The, my record player would always skip when Marion, <laughs> when Marion had the hot poker up to her, oh, up, up to her neck. And she kind of would do this kind of this whimper, this, uh, yeah. uh, and then it would skip and do it again. Uh, uh, so it, it happened enough times to now, whenever I watch the movie, I remember that it stands out as some sort of, you know, weird, you know, something that's stuck in my brain from when I was, when I was, I, I could just see you in your room old. That over and over and your parents going, what the fuck's <laughs> What's this girl whining about? What's he doing? Um, okay. So speaking of that, uh, I came up with one of my own that I didn't, I didn't read or didn't, you know, I caught a, a, a mistake in the filming and in timing. And of course it has to do with guns. Yeah. It is, it's in the bar scene. When Indy first starts firing off, he's using his big revolver, which they show you earlier, right? 
uh, when he's like, oh, you know, if I get into trouble, I got this. And he's got his big, I don't know, looks like a 357 or something. You know, it's a bigger caliber revolver, which you never really want to have a revolver in that kind of, you know, gunfight because you can't reload quickly and, and they don't, <laughs> they're not great for those kind of fights. But he fires off a couple shots. And then the next shot they show him, he's shooting a semi-automatic pistol. And he fires off like three or four really quick shots. And then they show him again a second later, like showing his revolver being empty as he goes to put it back in his holster. And then he's back to shooting this automatic again or semi-automatic. And I was like, wait a minute. Interesting. I've never noticed that. But uh... because, well, when he's firing the revolver, you know, it's very, you know, there's a good pause between it. And then all of a sudden he's pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, you're not firing a revolver that fast not that kind of revolver and i was like so i i had to go back and i watched it and i'm like wait a minute i watched it and i'm like ah that son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) anyway that but i didn't realize he had a backup revolver or backup gun they don't really talk about it or show it but apparently he has it later in the movie too but yeah there is a, a mistake in his uh timing as far as when he runs out of bullets and changes his gun and when he's firing so i saw that one and i was like you know, we we talked about watching this movie because to see if it if it holds up. And, you know, I I think one of my reasons I got into filmmaking when I was younger was because of this movie and more than just because it was Indiana Jones and it was, you know, every, you know, every 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 boy wanted to be Indiana Jones. I think there was more to it when it came to how the movie was made. And I was reading a little bit about the production and it was I found it really interesting. This was just just a few days ago. I didn't know about this, but you know, Spielberg had done Jaws, and he had also done Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and then he also did 1941, which was kind of which was which was right uh, before this, yeah, which was a flop. But one thing that he was notorious for was going over budget and <laughs> over and over schedule, you know, and it it even though Jaws and Close Encounters were very successful. Uh, they, I mean, Jaws is notoriously was over budget and over over schedule. It took a lot longer to to finish. And I going into this movie, going into this movie, that was one of the things that they, he was determined to fix. Or maybe it had something to do with you know how they got the money to back them back it or 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 what. But I heard it was his own personal. It was his his like he's like no okay I'm gonna I'm gonna show that I can do this. Yeah, and this budget. was. This is like the the most storyboarded uh, movie that he's made. Storyboards is where you actually, you know, picture it out ahead of time. So every shot is pretty much planned, kind of like how Hitchcock used to do it. Um, and and he actually they ended up shooting this. They were I think like eleven days under schedule yeah. and and under budget as well. So I heard some they, of this had they, to. Too, with him just saying, okay, I'm not going to reshoot a bunch of scenes hoping I get the, you know, exact, he's like, yeah, it's just going to have to be what it is. And then the other thing was I heard the entire crew, everybody but Spielberg were sick during a lot of the shooting because of the food where, uh, in, where is it? Tans- Egypt. Where yeah. Egypt. When they were, yeah. For their Cairo scenes. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't because he had brought a case of SpaghettiOs and that's all he ate. The was whole it SpaghettiOs? Okay. I, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and that, so, well, that, and that was, and you know, that, that is how 
the that classic scene was was created because everyone had dysentery on the set and Harrison yeah. Ford's like I gotta can I just shoot him or something or and yeah. they say so they filmed that and they, the they wrapped today. you know that was right. it today and and uh, I was talking to him about doing this show tonight and he's like I don't know a lot of trivia but I do know this yeah. he's like so that was the <laughs> thought up he's like uh harrison ford said well what if i just shoot him and and uh it was something i had read earlier that the guy that he was the sword fight guy that, that had done the sword stuff had been practicing for like three months uh. his choreographed thing and because harrison ford was sick like literally like he was like running off set to go shit himself that he's like dude i, I can't do that fight scene he's like what if i just shoot him and yeah it, and that's what he becomes and they were talking about oh man that that poor actor and he's like do you realize that he became one of the most notarized characters in like everybody knows that scene and that guy that gets shot would they have <laughs> remembered him if they had this you know five minute long sword fight throughout the you know streets and stuff like that and i was true, like, true. Yeah, yeah you're probably right and, and my biggest thing is is it, it is it, it almost started the, the, the saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I thought that was hilarious. And just the fact that talking to someone else and that was, they know that trivia too. I was like, that's funny. It, 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 it does kind of represent his ability to just, you know, sh kill people. You know, he doesn't really bat an eye. That's something you don't see as much with characters today in the movies. There's, there's, they're, they're oh, not as... It's not as politically correct. Yeah, everyone wants to be a little bit more politically correct. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. Go well, we're, it's okay. That, no, that's fine. I mean, it's harder to. Well, did did you notice how much violence was in this? I so I was, I, and this isn't even talking about the the finale when when you know Belloc's head explodes and and the and the other guy shrivels and the other one melts, but. But in the bar, you know, someone gets shot in the head. The driver gets shot in the head. That's driving Marion. You know, a man is crushed by the truck. The wheels. You know, he goes under the wheels. Uh, the man is splattered by the propeller. You know, that that cuts him up. Oh Sapito uh, uh, is impaled by the spikes. You know, he's got the blood. So, it was a pretty violent movie. None of that really it was PG. bothered me when I was eleven years old. It was just like this is awesome. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, it, I guess it was the Temple of Doom that kind of inspired the PG-13 rating, which is kind of a joke. But I, And to me, it's like, okay, uh, to, to say that, you know, in, first off, like in today's world, everybody should be loving this because everybody hates Nazis apparently now. And, and if you're white, you're a Nazi apparently, you know. Uh, but it's just like, you know, not everything is cut and dry in, in, in our heroes. You have to have, I mean... You, if you fight evil, you have to sometimes be able to be the, the, you know, what's the best way to defeat, you know, someone that wants to bring violence is to have a good person that's good at violence also. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the violence in it and stuff like that. It's like, and it's also, these are stories. I don't right? either. Not, in, in, in all of these, it it's, you know, violence begets violence. I mean, in, you know, he's being shot at, he's being, right. arrows are flying at him. He's, you know, people are trying to kill in. him left and right. He <laughs> has every right to just take him that's out. Um, yeah. Talking about shooting people to just to shoot people. Then that's a different story, yeah. right? That's that. Then that's not the thing, but yeah, defending yourself or defending others that can't defend themselves is perfectly right. You know, and, and 
take it to the nth degree you know it's one of those and and in the fight fast don't don't like oh well you only have a knife okay well let me put my gun away and i'll fight you with a knife i think there's plenty of violence in in movies today but there's a there's more weight to it whereas a movie like this it treats treats it with a little bit more levity you know it's a little bit more like you know you will shoot him in the head and stuff and that's harder to get away with uh these days that that sort of levity paired with paired with heroes um and and but i i totally agree that it's that it's fair game and um and it just it's harder to get away with that these days yeah so one of the things that you know i I listen to different podcasts and and um I found I found quite a few of them that, on this one that uh, a lot of people really loved it and they went through a lot of the cool stuff about it and stuff. But yeah, once again, I found a couple of those podcasts where it's just a couple of you know people that want to do nothing but tear it down and just be you know they're negative about. And I'm like, how how are you so negative about this movie and why you know? It's just one of those things. Is like it. Some of the people had some legitimate like. This was made in the 80s, you know, early, early 80s, and they're bringing in today's, you know, environment into it. And they're like, oh, this is this. And it's like, no, that you got to understand, for one, things were different. People weren't offended by everything that happens every time, everywhere, you know. And and, and it's kind of irritating to me. It's like you you can't put all this stuff on on a movie there's there's stories right if you if we don't have these stories what what's the what's going to happen i mean you know what was what is the perfect story like there's no violence there's no i mean that's part of what makes the story good is some of the stuff that you know you can't have in the real world yeah do you know what i mean and i think that's the kind of case in this it's like why you know why is that the case you know where where you know people have such a problem with this one of the one of the big ones i heard in in uh that was uh they were calling um indy a a pedophile or a a a statutory rapist because when the scene when he first meets up with mary and she you know she's mad because they had some you know lover's trice apparently 10 years prior right and you know she's like well you know i was just a kid i was a child (laughs) i was in love it was wrong you knew it yeah and and so first off we don't get their ages they never tell us at all how old they are so she could have been 18 at the time which would have been perfectly fine and perfectly legal and she still could have thought of herself as a kid and you know and he could have been i don't know 25 35 whatever or not 25 35 but 25 you know you know it, it, it's but there were some people that just took such a like harsh reality to it and it was like oh is this and this like first off they didn't tell us any of their ages so you can't really put anything on it yeah. You know, they didn't go they didn't go Indy was born in this year and she was born in this year and that makes her this and this would have happened here. And we don't know what really happened. She could have been in love and he and he totally was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not touching that. And she got all offended and, and you know, was mad about it and then said he ruined her life. You know, we don't and it's just it's funny how people put this on movies like that. And it's like I, I got the impression from the script I was reading uh, that at the beginning after after he gets the after he doesn't get the idol and he's back at his uh, his school and he's teaching. They don't have the whole <laughs> they don't have the scene with the girl in the eyelashes. That's not in the script. But there is something about a girl trying to get into his office and oh. and and Brody, the the one that's the his 
his mentor, his teacher, I don't know, or his uh, the principal of the school or whatever, yeah. uh, gets in between him. And I got the impression that that you know women like to flirt with him, and he kind of like let oh. that happen. But they played the character a little different in the movie, where he's a little like you know flummoxed by you know when he sees the girl bat her eyes yeah. at him and uh, a little embarrassed by it, and so. And so it's possible that they wrote it where he was a little bit more of a, a player, uh, of yeah. a player. But then he, Harrison Ford, ended up kind of playing it a little bit more humble. Um, There's a cut where where he's getting ready to leave and he's in a, a bathrobe. Apparently, that was supposed to have been he uh, was with a student. Uh, okay. For that, and so that got cut out, which I think I think is a good idea. But. It's funny you're talking about the the scene where he's in the in there teaching and the girl with the batting eyes, um, which was uh, apparently one of the set directors said, "Hey, we should do this." And 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 Spielberg, "Oh yeah, I love it." And, and I can't remember if they told Harrison Ford at first, and that I think that first reaction is legit. <laughs> uh, if that is true, that's hilarious. But you talk about the the you know when all the you know they they show all the kids leaving or girl or young adults leaving and it's like three quarters women and they're all putting notes on it. and then you get the last guy coming out and he puts an apple on it and he looks kind of you know just mad and it's like i'm like was that supposed to be like a, a gay guy that like had the hot for him <laughs> that's what went through my mind which i well, thought was like I, I think it's fair. Fun. He's a teacher's pet and feels yeah. like that, that, uh, you know, the, the girls that are flirting are getting more, more attention than, yeah. than he However is. So, it was, yeah. I thought it was great. I loved, I loved his reaction more so than, <laughs> than all the rest of there. I just thought I was like, that's just funny. Cause he just kind of has that look like, Ugh! you know, and it just, it cracked me up when I saw it again. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, I love the fact too, that the, the principal guy, uh, he grabs the apple <laughs> right. he's like about to, puts it in his pocket like he's gonna take i'm like that's pretty funny yeah um, he comes back for the third movie and he becomes more of a comic comic relief in that movie whereas here he plays it a lot more seriously yeah um, uh what's some of the other like the bar scene the the beginning bar scene with the big fight in it that that's that's a great start to it and i think it has some great action in it um really sets sets this movie up i didn't care for the 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 chase scene where she's trying to escape the guys and she ends up in the basket and they're running. I didn't, that didn't hold up as well to me. I don't know. Okay. Like, I was watching that. I was like, ah, it's kind of boring. Kind of, although I did like hit the end. Um, and I, I don't know if it's cause I knew it was there from before or when the truck crashes and blows up, if you walk <clears throat> and it may have been added, but if you watch right when the truck crashes, there's like a red bag or something that falls out the back. If you watch, because you watch it coming from toward you know towards you, and it turns over and crashes, something red flies out of the back and lands, and uh -huh. then it blows up. And it's like, did they put that in there atten intentionally in the first to like show that she might have fallen out and escaped, or was that added later? I don't know. I don't know. I I every time I watch that scene, <laughs> this was. I watched, uh, you know, back in the eighties, they had the makings of Raiders of Lost Ark. And of course I got to watch that, but they showed the truck and they show that scene and how they get it to turn over like that. And they actually have a pole. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of pole that, you know, pops up out. and, and makes it flip over and it's visible. You could see it after, you know, oh. you could see that pole just hanging there. I never noticed it before until I saw the, the behind, you know, the, right. the makings of, and now you just can't unsee it. It's that's I so that I might watch 
too because I, I remember you talk or maybe not you talking but i remember that's that thing i remember too there's the the when he's being dragged under the the truck you you don't notice it unless you think about it but there's that a big like uh ditch dug out that they're dragging him in and yep. i saw it this time and it, it clicked in my mind because i might have seen that making of uh move or show yeah i remember seeing something about that you you, so. you you see these secrets and suddenly you can't unsee them when you see the movie. <laughs> um, but but you know they weren't there before until until you know what's going on. So it's it sometimes takes away a little bit of the magic when you when the secrets are revealed. It's like it's like a magic trick that uh, you know when you find out how how it's done, um, which is a little you know it's a loss of innocence. But the, I think what really still holds up in this movie is the cinematography the editing, the way the movie is put together, uh, it has so many elements going for him. One of the things Spielberg I've always found in a lot of the movies, especially some of his early movies and, and some of his more uh, epic movies he does, his war movies and stuff, he's really good with big crowds of, of people. And here you see a lot of that like with the excavation, they do a lot of shots where, you know, Belloc and Dietrich are talking uh, and then in the background you see all the working going on. It's this moving shot, this trucking shot that goes alongside as they're walking. And it, you just get such a big sense of how much is going on. I also noticed how much depth he likes to put in the frame. You're, it's not just flat. You've got something in the foreground. You've got something in the background. A lot of, a lot, and, and a tight focal length too, so you know what to look at. It's really well put together uh, cinematically and, and it, it really helps bring that movie together and, and make it just kind of take over. It's, it's not, you're not picking it apart. It just becomes another world to you. So one of the things I, I remembered about this too, was, um, some of the villains, right? Uh-huh. He had, uh, yeah, who, what? the, the, the Nazi guy that he's the one that's taught. Is that what you said? Taught, yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they actually mention his name in the movie, but I know. Yeah, he's in the he's in the credits as Todd. Yeah. So, he is probably the creepiest. Just you look at him going, "Fuck!" You know he's a villain just from his look. <laughs> and and as soon as I saw him again, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that guy." And he, he holds up so well as a villain in this. I always thought he was Chinese. I remember. And I know he's just a German Nazi, but he always came that to me. He kind of has a look that is a little bit more Chinese. Kind of rounded face. Yeah, and and then he pulls out the the hanger, which looks like a you know an extended <laughs> nunchucks and stuff. So I, I know that's you know it's bad, but but I, when I was a kid, I always thought that, and I remember uh, he was always referred to as a as a you know a, a Nazi henchman or something, and I never quite it's like no he's the he's the chinese guy right <laughs> funny uh i knew him i i don't know i well he also talks in the bar and he has that very heavy german accent uh, <laughs> but yeah he always like to me when i think of like nazi you know bad guys he is one of the first faces that comes to my mind in any movie yeah. right you know when you think of nazi henchmen or whatever he just was that guy and uh going through this it, he just did it so well that uh, i was like man this guy's killing this this role and then he's one, he's the one that melts at the end and then i was like maybe that's why i remember him so much too because <laughs> that is i mean everybody that's seen this remembers that scene it's 
the the one guy screaming and his face kind of collapsing in he's doing the the home alone scream ah. right <laughs> and then and then his face uh melting and then you have um he also has that creepy kind of laugh <laughs> you know in the background <laughs> Where he's laughing when when Marion gets thrown in and and Belloc is like no into the well of souls you know and and Dietrich throws throws her down and 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 Belloc's like no and 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 he's just laughing. <laughs> oh yeah, he's creepy from the the get go. Um, in that final scene too, Belloc he his head explodes and yeah. they were gonna get an R rating because of that head explosion. I saw read that. Yeah. Right in front of him, I thought that was like I'm like really okay. Out of everything, that's what get, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that this, this movie had so much going for it uh, as far as, and it holds up a hundred percent. Like, um, I don't think it's, it's as epic as some of the, the movies we get today, but I think that has to, a lot to do with what they can do with special effects and, and what they can, you know, budget wise. I mean, they're given so much more to make movies nowadays than they were then. But but just as far as what they did with what they had, it just, I mean, it it couldn't have been done any better. Like I I can't think of anything that I would have like outright changed. Like this this to me was a horrible scene. I would have done something different. I guess maybe maybe that the chase through the 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 town with the the baskets. That's the only part that I was like, eh, yeah. I didn't care for that. Um, and then and then just fixing some of the little little things like the. You know, Indy on the submarine. Like, how, okay, how how did he stay on that submarine and get to land? Um, well, that was where they had a seat. They had a shot that tried to explain it, and he took it out and hoped the audience would be able to put the pieces together. Uh, yeah, that's even kind of like stretching it. I'm gonna tie myself to a periscope, okay, and just hope to God they don't go underwater. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the submarine. Come on, Indy. Uh, but I mean, they, they had to make it work. Uh, what would have been better is to just have him come up on a boat. I would have just had him come up on a boat. Why does it have to be a submarine? Yeah. Not only that, but the submarine adds to the fact that they send all these troops across onto that other boat and stuff like that. There's not enough room for those troops on that submarine. Like those yeah. guys would have been, you know, nuts to butts in that whole place, you know, no room to move at all if they had that many people in arms on that submarine. So just have a boat. It's cheaper, probably. You know, get yeah. the Jaws boat. It's not doing anything. <laughs> Gonna need a bigger boat, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that would be the thing. Um, I, I I loved uh, a lot of the the you know the extra cast in this. They I think they all did a pretty good job. Um, John uh, Davies, John Rice Davies uh, yeah. played Sala. So. I didn't, I mean, I knew he was in this and stuff like that and, and stuff. But the one thing that I always remember is when uh, Lord of the Rings came out. Right. And he played uh, Gimli. Gimli, right. And I was just, I was like, that always floored me. I'm like, wait, he's the big guy in Indiana Jones, you know, in, in Raiders of Lost Ark. But he's the small guy in, like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, but I loved, I think he did a great job. And it's funny, we were watching it and, and uh, my wife Alyssa was sitting next to me. And I'm like, oh, do you know who that guy is? And she goes, ah, well, he sounds like I can, I can recognize the, the voice. And then I was like, well, he's Gimli. She goes, that's what it was. And, yeah. I mean, and as soon as you say it and you know it, you can see it. It's like it's kind of it's very interesting how, how they were able to do that and stuff. I thought he was a, a 
good character and it did a good job. Um, I thought the uh, original movie Raiders of the Lost Ark had a had a weight to it. It was it took itself a little bit more seriously, and they they brought a little more humor into the the subsequent sequels that I didn't care for as much. They see it seemed like it it took it 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 kind of it almost was like a little parody of itself. It made it a little bit more slapsticky at times and and less <clears throat> less I, real uh whereas this first one had a reality to it even though they went supernatural with the with the big finale at the end it didn't rely so much on that it it relied more on on just adventure and and this this uh really gritty quality that i don't think they they were able to match in the in the sequels and let's see so temple of doom was the next one correct correct was that the one that had a uh, short round yes short round and willie scott was the woman that uh the blonde um right. that she was a lot of people were upset with with her character and in raiders lost ark you know karen allen plays marion who's a lot more of a you know in especially mm-hmm. for the for the time really could hold her own she she was right. Whereas in in Temple of Doom, they kind of went switched directions, and and she's just a a, a whiny, <laughs> uh, um, you know, blonde. <laughs> she kind of uh, fits fits the fits the uh, stereotype of a. Of a Trying woman. to remember those, I, having not seen him in a long time, I remember enjoying the one with um, Short Round in it. More. It has to me. It has the 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 final sixty minutes are just pure adrenaline adventure it is epic you know with the you know with the big finale being the 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 bridge uh the the rope bridge that he chops in the middle and it goes you know uh, flying down but they've got the 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 big um chase through the through the tunnels the the rail the on the yeah do you think that made they knew they wanted to make uh amusement park rides based on the movie well apparently the uh the opening scene in raiders of the lost ark they kind of scripted that with the idea of like pirates of the caribbean in mind uh where they wanted to, it to be kind of like that uh like a disney ride so yes <laughs> i always think about that when you see some of these things in there you're like oh, okay they're setting up they're setting up a a, a ride at a park <laughs> well um, have you ever been on the indiana jones ride at disneyland uh, I've been on the newest. I, I don't know if they have more than one, but I have the one where the you're going forward. I and it had yeah, because it has the boulder in it. Yeah, but you're going forward. I remember they have this like it's it, they use smoke and and a projection to make a wall look like it's gonna hit you. And I literally like jumped out of my seat because it looked so freaking <laughs> real. I think that's my favorite ride I've ever been on at Disneyland. So so I think I think it's kind of it's funny if they were if they made Raiders of Lost Ark and some of the scenes to kind of uh, mimic a, a Disney ride, and then Disney got to turn that around and say, "Okay, let's 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 do the same." And that's yeah, that's that really good. And, and part of it had to be with the the whole situation, and it's a long story, um, but uh, we had a lot of fun. Just and uh, we went with a friend. Um, to Disneyland. This is when I took my, my daughters and, and uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were there and mom and everything. And uh, we had a friend, a family friend that was, he worked for Disney and we had stood in this line forever. Like, it, like it's an hour long line for sure. And then on the way out, we all run ahead and the guy uh, 
who's following us. He works there. He's coming up slowly behind. I, I think my sister-in-law was walking with him. We had all hidden in the in the line area, which is just like a big cave. And when he got there, we jump out and he we scared the shit out of him. And it was, he was like, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? And we were just dying. It was so funny. But so when I remember that ride, I remember the whole adventure through the line because we were laughing and joking the whole way in the way out and stuff. So, yeah, it, it has a lot of uh, a good memories to it. But, yeah, I do remember it being a good ride, a fun one. Well, they've got a great they, Disneyland's always been so good about making the, the long wait in line fun. Because yes. you know, lines and rides suck, but but when you, they they make that part of the adventure, you know, and I think I think they even had like a short film that that John Rhys Davies does the Sala thing that you get to watch as you're walking yeah, no, waiting for the it, line. It, it's all decorated up. It's more with the newer rides. Some of the older ones don't have that, but a lot of the newer ones do have that. Um, you know, they changed. Uh, uh, I want to say it's Space Mountain when they went when they got the rights to star wars they changed that all up and it has a whole whole new thing to it where you're walking past droids talking to you and different things like that i thought Man, that was kind of cool i grew up there but i haven't i haven't you know i worked at disneyland for when i was 17 for for a season uh but i haven't been there in 20 years or maybe 15 so i, I don't yeah. i don't i don't know i never went to the california adventure or Oh, really? Yeah. I did Star Tours. Been... I have done to, been to Star Tours. I know in Star Tours they had C3PO and R2D2 and but I know they've Now, it's, now they have the whole the whole area, right? I I haven't been in a while. That maybe that's yeah. what we should do. We should just do an adult trip to Disneyland. And then we'll just live cast it while we're there. Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll pick a bunch of different movies that are all based out of there and and do that. That'd be fun. Uh yeah, I mean Lost Ark. It's. Uh, I know you were saying it's. It's one of your top movies. I don't know. Would you say this is what top five or better than that? Better than that. This was when I when I think of my childhood. You know, it's. You know, I I was inspired by by movies. Star Wars. You know, changed my childhood because I became fanatical about the world. But Raiders of the Lost Ark made me want to make movies. You know, that was okay. that was something and. I, I still think when I'm watching it that it holds up as a really well-crafted movie, uh, you know, and and so entertaining. It's one of those movies that well-made and popcorn movie kind of hand in hand, you put them together. You don't get that much these days. Usually the popcorn movies are crap as far as I'm concerned <laughs> these days, but this was one yeah. where uh, it holds up as a popcorn movie and just a really well-made movie. So yeah. when I look back on movies... It's, it would be, I think top five is fine. I, I was going to say, I could easily say it's my favorite movie, but there's a lot of different types of movies out there that, that I was going to say, if you were on, if you got sent to a desert island, you got a, a, a DVD player and, and one DVD, is, is this the one you're bringing? I, it's, it's too, it's, it's too embedded in my brain. I could probably play it back without having to watch it. <laughs> so, so maybe not. Uh, but if, if I hadn't seen, if you know, if my mind was erased, uh, <laughs> and, you wouldn't have memory. And, no, but if I got to, if if someone if someone came up to me, here we go. If someone came up to me and said, "We're sending you to a de desert island, you get to pick a movie." But before you go, we're going to erase your mind. So pick a movie that uh, that that would hold up even with your mind erased. Yes, I would choose Raiders of the Lost Ark. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that in, in minimum top two. Uh, no, that's good. I don't think it would be mine, even though I, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
I even enjoyed watching it again. Like, you know, like I said, we watched some of these and they, they haven't hold up as well. Um, you know, last week we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I understand that it's not the greatest movie, but it holds so much uh, memory for me that it, it, it's beyond the movie. So I get uh, that. Yeah. yeah and this is this to me. I can see this with you that like you probably you probably watched this movie and then thought so much about it afterwards that it had that same kind of, you know, uh, impact on you. You know, and it's interesting thinking back because Star Wars, I had all the toys that became a that's what I identified with. I played with the toys. Indiana Jones didn't. Instead, I had to kind of create my own play. And, you know, you'd go out and play when you're a kid. That's what I I would play Indiana Jones. I'd have my whip. I'd have my. Huh? What? That's what kids use. They don't do that shit no more. Oh, I know, but but I mean that's so it would be it would rather than playing with toys, I would I would play with friends and we would you know act out scenes and that and then I got a video camera, I got to like you know try to recreate oh, I, scenes. Matter of fact, I remember a um, a distinct time when I was. It would have been after eighty one, so I would have been ten or eleven. Just recently after this. Uh, I was in Tahoe with my dad and we were visiting um, uh, friends, my dad's friends who ha- and she, he had a daughter who was my age, my um, Carrie. And we went out on the little playground in their apartment and we played for hours and we did reenact movie scenes and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of them. There was like a little tunnel thing in there and we did all, and I, I distinctly remember doing that. And then, you know, I think Jaws got in there somewhere cause we were, you know, either that or it was just the floor is lava because, you know, that's that kid game that everybody plays. But I remember having this epic day of playing on this structure. And it was just me and her for probably, it felt like all day, but it was probably about four hours straight of just going apeshit crazy and having fun, kind of redoing movie stuff. But yeah, it was, it would have been recently after that movie. So sometime I had to be about 10, maybe 11 at the most. But yeah, no, that's cool. Um that's yeah, it, 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 well, like I said, um, that theme, every time I hear it, right? Uh, funny, Alyssa was just standing over here. She had her phone out and had a little uh, app that had a whip crack. And apparently she did something on it. All of a sudden, the Indiana, uh, the theme song, like the, 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 it's not a theme song. It's his, it's his little noise. <laughs> now she's bringing it to me. So see if I can get this. So let's see. Oh, I have to, I have to actually try and whip it. Oh, did you do it? Yeah, is it? Okay. There it goes. Okay, I heard it. It's oh, kind of cutting out it? a little bit because your audio cuts out when I'm, when I say something, so. Oh, now you're completely, now I'm not hearing anything. Okay. Anyways, are you okay. in my back? Yes. <laughs> It's an F on there. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it in the background. But it like you actually have to whip the phone forward and it does the whip sound and it has the music playing in the background and I mean it has its own app. I mean what what other movies have their own app like that? That's I mean that's so cool. It's an option in an app apparently. <laughs> so so yeah, um that was one of the things I thought was the coolest about it is is how much of a um nostalgia fact it had in that this is not necessarily like to anything in particular like outside of the movie but just what it brought back those feelings and i thought that was really cool nice watching it watching it again um 
let's see what else so what uh what in in all i I know you like the movie a ton uh but what what would you say is your favorite part of the movie um favorite scene you know i talked about the uh the chase scene on on horseback at the last well where on the truck yeah and and you know there's a moment we you know when he he's he's gotten out of the the snake pit you know and he and sala finds him no i well i know that's kind of silly that that he how how he gets out but 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 he says uh i'm going after that truck and sala says how and he says i don't know i'm making this up as i go and then they cut to him on the horse as he's zipping across, you know, with this epic shot as all the, the excavators, all these, all the slave labor just stand up and cheer and the, and the theme music starts. Dun, 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 dun. And he goes out after the truck in this one of, one of my favorite chase scenes, which, which apparently was shot a lot by a, a, a second, you know, second unit. It wasn't even, you know, they just followed the storyboards. Spielberg wasn't, wasn't a part of a lot of that. I, I found out, but to me that uh, stands out probably as the, the best part of the movie. Um, so there you go. I, I like that. I had one problem, you know, me looking for, for sure. inconsistencies with things uh, when he gets shot and it kind of grazes his shoulder, the blood spatters forward onto the windshield, but he's shot from the side. I'm like, that you just it doesn't add up like it, it would have been on a different window and, and that one bugged me and just it was one of those I understand they were trying to make it you know show that he got shot it was just like the, the spatter was like even in front of where he would have been when he got shot so it's kind of like um you're breaking the laws of physics now you, you got to stop that <laughs> Blood I know it's interesting because the guy comes in from the right window, but he's shot in the left shoulder. He like he like turned towards him, and he, and yeah. he you well, that, know, that makes I, sense. yeah. But but where they had the blood spatter didn't make sense because gotcha. it would have caught it out the that driver's side door window area. Damn, you're like no. CSIing this 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 movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a lot of things, I don't know why I just do. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of things I liked about that that whole scene. I thought that was really good. Um, you know, him figuring out how to, I loved him driving through the trees to get the guys off the side and stuff like that. The fight. Uh, my favorite scene is uh, where the plane is getting ready to take off, and he has to have you know first he beats up the one guy, and then the big uh. the big German comes out and he's like, oh yeah, and he's he wants to brawl. He's like, no, nah, I don't need no gun. He takes his shirt off. He's ready to go, and and he's like fuck me god damn it like i mean you just see the look on his face he's like i i don't want to fight you i really don't oh that's just and that scene's actually before that's after he comes out of the snakes he goes and tries to get the the plane and then after that is when he goes to the to the uh that horse is one of the best scenes just because of everything that's going on with it and the fight itself and how he ends up you know the 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 one part you know the, the guy he's on the ground and the guy's right above him and he just cowers like a little baby and you're like what the hell and then the guy gets hit by the the blades and you're like oh so brutal i um, think it's hilarious too when he's he's fighting the one guy the little you know the the one guy that he's able to fight and then the other guy comes out and he's like hey come with me and he's like and you could just tell you could he just looks like I, but, but come on i'm i'm really tired man i don't want to yeah. fight you <laughs> yeah I, I love it he's like fuck no <laughs> Damn it. And yeah, no, I love, that's my, I think that's my favorite scene, uh, the whole thing. And just the tension in it gets up there and, and he is definitely fighting from, from below. 
you know, he's he's having to fight up, and I, I like that. Um, definitely one of my favorite scenes. Um, my least favorite scene is the snakes, um, but I understand it's a big part of the movie, um, yeah. and it's just my 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 uh, fear of snakes that really it, it's hard for me to even watch. I literally turn and like, mm, no, I'll wait till it's all done. I I heard that that's the one digital when they re-released this back, uh, which actually I went and saw this. Uh, I've I've seen this a couple times in the theaters in the last in the last. Oh, where they do like six the or seven years? They they re-released it in the theaters, um, kind of like they did with Star Wars about eight or nine years ago and a friend took me and, and we had a blast and then, and then they, yeah, they did a, a double feature at, uh, at our local Roxy theater where they showed Jaws and Raiders of the Lost oh. Ark. And I went to that and that was really good. But apparently the digital re-release, the only change, like I know, I know that people got on, on the case of uh, the, the Star Wars re-releases and ET where they went in and actually digitally changed a lot. And they, the whole stuff. yeah, it, and like with ET, they they made a you know a digital ET for one scene. And it just sounds really weird. Uh, and they and they and they digitized out the the uh, shotguns and gave them flashlights, so so it was less violent. I know. So there there's your um, cancel culture. You know, get a, get rid of the get rid of the violence uh, after the fact. He went back. Spielberg went back and put him back in because because. <laughs> I could just picture him walking down the line. Give me that flash. I could just fucking go. Give me that. Flash. Here's <laughs> but, um, but with Raiders Lost Ark, they didn't do any changes except I heard they did do one and it was in the, the snake pit because when that Cobra pops up at, when he like land, like they drop him when they're, when they're lowering him down and he falls and he hits that snake or you he, could he goes, you could see the reflection. And apparently they took that out in the digital re-release. So, yeah. So these, these, it's a great movie. Um, yeah, I, I remember reading about the the glass, you know, especially with that cobra. They were saying that 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 cobra actually uh, even spit poison on the the plexiglass at some point. And I was like, man, that's just. And I guess one of the um, who was it? It was a production assistant that got bit. Oh god! And it happened to be when. Martin Scorsese, I think it was Martin Scorsese and his daughter somehow were visiting the set to watch or whatever. I don't know why it was them, but that's that's the name I remember. The, they were there during that time when the, that happened and the guy got bit. And this is like his young daughter. And I'm like, could you imagine? Like, yeah, I brought her to show what I do and stuff. And this guy gets bit by this snake. And it's like, fuck. Uh, so, yeah, no, I would I would not want to have anything to do with that. I don't know if I could be, you know, I, I, I tell you, I went, I went into, you know, I made, I did, I studied film, you know, that's, that's, that's what I did. I wanted to make movies and stuff, but I hear all these stories about these big directors, you know, we're hearing about how Spielberg was, you know, treating all these snakes, more snakes, who cares about, uh, who cares about the people you hear about James Cameron talking about, uh, some of the things he did during the Titanic shoot. It's like, it's, it's all, and, and it just seems like there's so much that a, a director will sacrifice for the film, regardless of, of what it does to his, his cast and crew, you know, fuck them. Yeah. I'm going to, I, I'm making a movie here and that's what matters. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time with that. <laughs> and I, I think that, I think that's not, it, it's, it's a small percentage of, I mean, it's the same thing you get with, with, 
bosses in big companies and CEOs in big companies, you know, fuck the little man. I got to do what I got to do. And it's not all of them. It's, it, you know, I think that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it, not only that, you know, you, it's one of those things you hear about directors that get that, that power trip and stuff like that and how they treat people. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's probably, it gets, it gets uh, emphasized because they're, they're highlighted a little bit, right? Everybody can be a little shitty to some people, you know, it, it, everybody has their story and their point of view. So if you feel you're treated badly, yeah, you're going to have a bad point of view, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say, you know, you're, you're trying to do your job and you're trying to get things done. And sometimes people aren't doing it the way you want to do it. And if you have that power, you're kind of like, Hey, just do it the fucking way I say it. And you know, and they're like, Oh, what a fucking dick. But it's just like, Hey, I need this to get this done and you're not seeing it the way I'm trying to get you to see it. So I got to be kind of a dick. Right. So it's hard to say. I, I mean, I don't know if all directors are like that. It's not just directors too. You get your, your, your actors that way. What did Christian Bale had that rant that was caught on tape and Tom Cruise more recently when he was chewing out the, on the, on the mission impossible production because of people not wearing masks or practicing COVID protocols and stuff. But everybody has their dick moments. Yeah. The barriers are, the harder they're going to hit if someone catches you, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things is, and it's like, and then everybody goes ape shit. Like every one of these cancel culture motherfuckers that, you know, Oh, you, I don't like the way they do something. You got to fucking ruin their lives. Well, I don't like the way you're trying to ruin someone's life. How about I come and ruin your fucking life? You know, it's, yeah. It, you know, people make mistakes, people, you know, people do stuff and, and, and there's a lot of people out there that are trying to cancel people because they don't believe the same it's you know you, you got to live and let live sometimes too there's got to be another way of, of of recognizing that and moving forward and you know we're yeah you say i don't like that i don't support it and don't fucking put your money towards it and having people give people the ability to say yeah that was that was a, a shitty move i made how do i get past this rather than right than, than yeah and, well, and also you know what you 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 shouldn't expect a, an apology from every single person if, if they don't if they say something that you don't agree with you shouldn't they shouldn't have to apologize to you it's not their it's not their job to make sure that you're not offended by what they believe right mm -hmm. if you don't like it put yourself somewhere else right you know it's it's it, it's the problem with our culture right now is everybody believes they're better than everybody else and and they believe their beliefs are, are better than everybody else's and it's just we're never people communicate. Anywhere. It's the way people communicate. It's all about trolling, you know. I I was I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my wife the other day about it'd be nice to have a, a platform online because online platforms where discussion boards are just ripe with you know it's just everyone well, spouting. We have, the, we have the thing, but the problem is 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 everybody thinks they're you know. Uh, free to say whatever without consequences. Well, I, I wish there was a platform that would somehow work towards consensus, you know, it, it be a way of, of, of trying to elevate people's comments that are more productive and trying to come up with compromise and, and discussion to make the discussion more relevant rather than, than it, everyone having a platform for the, you know, I got the biggest cock. No, I got the biggest cock, you know, it, it, that it, it, it's a ridiculous to hear. And it's like, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, okay, we both say we have the biggest cock, but what can we do with it? And then you actually get to a more a better consensus. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, what are we going to do with the two biggest cock? Huh? Uh, 
that's a whole different discussion. No, I no, I know what you're saying. And and really, we have those platforms. The problem is 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 getting the people to do that. I mean, we have that same problem in our government right now, right? We have two two parties that run this country, and instead of working together and compromising and making things better and and giving a push and and, and shove from either side, a give and take. All we have is is bickering and fighting. And that's actually that was the inspiration of what I was thinking of too. It's like how do you because it, it seems like it's it's escalated with the internet and and how people behave on the internet and how people communicate. The internet makes it work because, like yeah. I said, you know, it's one of right. those things is you're not going to get punched in the mouth when you when you when you spout off on the internet. <laughs> you know, you're going to stay in your mama's basement and not have to you know live up to what you said. And that's really what we're seeing a ton of. And uh, especially from a lot of that cancel culture and things like that, which now leads to some of the other bullshit we're actually seeing where, you know, you got groups of people running around and, and physically attacking things and people that have different beliefs because they have different beliefs. And it's it just you're right. I don't know how to, how to how that gets better. But what we need to see is we need to see our leaders getting, you know, working together and, 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 and trying to get past different beliefs to work together and then maybe it'll trickle down but because we we see at the highest level everybody thinks it's okay so yeah Yeah. i agree all right so uh next week we have um marvel again nice and we have age of ultron and ant-man okay gotta watch those (laughs) two very uh interesting different movies in in the mcu um I'm looking forward to it. I love Ant Man. It's one of my favorites. Um, I think it's one of the funniest of the of the movies. There's there's some parts in it that are just flat out just hilarious. Uh, Age of Ultron is one of those ones that is a very um, a lot of people hate that one or not hate it but dislike it and can consider it one of the worst Marvel movies. Where I I'm actually the opposite. I I think it I enjoy it quite a bit. But there's there's a lot of people that really do not like that one. So it'll be interesting to see. The other takes we get on it, um, and what what for what reasons? Yeah, Age of Ultron. That's a hard movie to follow up the the original um, <laughs> original Avengers, which was so well received that um, it'll be interesting to talk about that. Um, yeah, why why it was what it was and what happened. Um, I know it also it drives ja- uh, Jess Wheaton away from Marvel completely. That was uh, that was his last movie, and sent Marvel. him to uh, DC. Unfortunately, yeah. jumped in at the wrong the wrong hole in DC, and <laughs> just got beat up big time from once again internet trolls. I believe, you know, uh, we'll we'll find out in a couple months if because they're redoing um, right. uh, Justice League. Zack um, Snyder's Justice League cut, right? Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if it's any better or not. I have a feeling it's it's probably going to be a dumpster fire. Also. <laughs> I, it's just because you put his name in front of it does not make it, you know, you can't, you can't shine a turd that much with just one name. You really got to change the story. And I don't know if he can do it enough, but he's also got the, the, the um, benefit of hearing what people complained about. Yeah. He's got the benefit of hindsight. So even, I mean, I, I hope it's better. It better be better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can't. Hours. What's that? To tell He's, a, he's getting like two extra hours to tell the story instead oh of God. being a two hour movie. It's going to be like a four hour. So it's like, well, okay. Yeah. It better be better. It, it better be fucking hundred times better when you get all that. Okay. So, 
I, I'm not impressed with a lot of stuff he's done in the past, so I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I finished the uh, second season of Fargo, the the TV series that it's on Hulu. If 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 you're a big <laughs> fan of the the Coen Brothers, uh, Fargo is a series that it actually has a lot of 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 Coen Brothers. Um, oh, okay. Details that kind of harken back to other Coen Brothers movies. So if you're if you're big into their movies, you'll 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 pick up on a lot of it. And I was a huge Coen Brothers fan. I've, I, oh. I continue to be. So it's always fun in those movies where you, you see a scene and it's like, oh, they're pulling that from Raising Arizona or they're pulling that from this. Um, but 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 the series is fun anyway. That was something that the. Um, the Calmers uh, recommended at a nice. party right before the uh, New Year's. So, so I've been watching those seasons. So that's something that's fun. Um, I don't know if we'll, po- we'll podcast on it, but it, it's a fun series. I need to watch that. We just uh, finished up uh, the second season of His Dark Materials on HBO, um, which is the, the Golden Compass and right. um, set off the books. Really enjoyable. Um, so, but now we got to wait for whatever, however long to get to the, the third season. So we'll see. But that was really good. It had the the girl that was in uh, Logan, the the little the young girl in Logan. Uh, she does a really good job in this. Oh, one. Really? she was great. And speaking of Logan, they've got if 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 they ever get around past uh, past this pandemic to make the next Indiana Jones movie, they do have uh, five greenlit the uh, episode or. The, the fifth or the fourth <laughs> sequel or the fifth movie yeah. in the in the series and it's directed by the one who did Logan so okay. Spielberg is were, not coming back to direct this one I thought you were going to say that uh, Wolverine was going to be in the next Indiana Jones and I'm like <laughs> I'm down for that that you know Indiana in the in the in the Marvel universe we got Godzilla versus King Kong and now we're going to have Indiana Jones versus Wolverine <laughs> uh, my bunny's my bunny's on Wolverine sorry <laughs> just I don't think the gun trick is going to work with this one. <laughs> I, well, yeah, that's true. I'll just pop Rich the bullet dude, back like, out. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. And then after that, I don't know what we have next, so we'll have to talk about that. Uh, but we have two weeks. Um, yeah, you threw I, that book out uh, as an idea. Yeah. That's something that my wife's she was she's reading it now. So. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, I have I have the audiobook saved up, queued up on Scribe, so um, I can do that. That would be good. Um, the other thing is, is you you finished the uh, season two of Boys, right? I haven't even finished season one. <laughs> oh, okay, well then that that would be another one that I would think would be really cool to do, but we would have to get you would have to do season. It would almost be worth doing a season per episode on that one if okay. we we're going to do it season one. Um, yeah, we'll we'll put some stuff together. I also I like doing these older movies that were uh, meaning beautiful to us so i mean there's a ton of those that we could go back and look at um uh et was one that I, that uh, came to mind that i thought was would be a good one um God, there was a couple others that i was like oh man we should just start taking some of these iconic movies from the 80s it's interesting yeah. i saw you know some scenes from from raiders of lost ark some behind the scenes and there's one where it shows spielberg wearing an et hat and it's funny because yeah. E.T. didn't come out till 82. And, you know, that this probably was filmed back in 80. So it's all pre-production. He's trying to promote the film. <laughs> yeah, it was that. And then stuff like uh, I would love to do some of the like Breakfast Club, you know, 16 yeah. candles, weird science. Some of those that were just 
huge in the in the. the we should the, too, because we talked about that with uh, Ready Player Two, which had the whole whole section of the book that that covered John Hughes movies, and yeah. and that yeah. impacted me just as much as as you're talking about. So yeah. we could do. I that. would love to do this uh, for sure, um, especially Breakfast Club, because I think that's one of the most perfect. The, the, the biggest iconic one and then and then weird science because that's just such a good one too <laughs> that one had i i probably watched that one so uh uh i remember that was one of those ones where i didn't even take the video back to the store i just went up to the counter and said yeah um can i just pay for for another day <laughs> uh speaking so. of videos raiders lost art came out in on video on vhs in 1983 it was like one of the first low uh you know Priced at a purchase price, I think it was like thirty four ninety nine, um, which which was still pretty high. But uh, and it came out, and I, I it was the first video I ever had VHS. I heard it was the highest sold video cassette for for years. Was it? Um, it came out, yeah, something about that. It was like one of those ones that just it started, it kind of started the market for it. Um, you know, like Atari was the one that kicked off the video game, you know, at home kind of thing. This was one of those ones that really made it kind of uh the own your own movie kind of thing where you're not just renting them where it's like oh okay well you know i can i can pay for that and it's uh, the cost of renting it like three times it even had a tease for temple of doom in the movie i remember popping it in for you know and and it had filming now you know indiana jones and the temple of doom and so it it was the first time vhs kind of teased you with with a, a, a trailer for a movie that hadn't yeah, been made yet. I don't know if we owned it, but I remember I do remember watching it because we did we had a we had a VHS player and we had a, a video store right down the street that had a girl that I totally loved working there. So I would go there all the time and rent things and sometimes not even watch them. I would just go to rent things just just to go rent them. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh awesome. Okay. Uh well I think that's it for tonight. We we covered uh the Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, original name. Soon Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then later known as Indiana Jones. No, no. That's like First Blood Rambo Part 1 or, you know. Because <laughs> First Blood was another movie that they, they added Rambo after the fact. Because the original movie was just First Blood. Well, they, they did that even recently well, uh, with uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, DC came out with Birds of Prey and then they changed it to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Okay. Because they didn't think people were smart enough to realize that Harley Quinn was in it. And, you know, it's it's all marketing. They, they think people are stupid, you know, <laughs> or maybe we are. And we just you know, we need that extra little kick. So. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not stupid. You're I don't. Stupid. Does it matter for Raiders of the Lost Ark that you got to add Indiana Jones? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would watch that if it wasn't Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I didn't know Indiana Jones was in it. I don't think I would pick up Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm totally being sarcastic yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's how we seize it here on uh, February 3rd, 2021. 40 years later. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. So let's end it with that. Um, you can find us on all the the webs, uh, the the podcast uh, apps. All and, those internets that are out there, you'll find us somewhere. Yeah. On, on all of the internets and one day maybe Disneyland you'll see us uh, streaming on Facebook from Disneyland that would be fun well we'll probably do a trial before then but if we can make it happen we will and Perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll stream in the Indiana Jones oh I'm sorry in the Raiders of the Lost Ark ride 
Nice. And now's now's the time when you take your last shot and you fall over like the guy in in the, in the, in the bar scene, and we end it there. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, that would have happened to me too if I did twelve shots. I don't I probably if I did seven shots. Good. All, All right. right. Good night. Good night.